Thanks for joining us for Season 5 of the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders at Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the Finance Guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the Restaurant Guy. And thanks for that kind introduction, Jimmy. And to all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind Branded Strategic Hospitality, we work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital. Jimmy, before we get started, because we got an amazing, amazing show with a great guest. I mean, one of the best guests I think we've ever had. And uh, I don't say that all the time, Jimmy. You know that. Actually, you really don't. You really don't. I think you just, I really pissed, don't, I think you just is... upset all our other guests, but I think they're going to be upset about this. But uh, Yeah, they don't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> but, we have a, but, you know, Jimmy, I got to talk to you. Last night, I couldn't sleep. I'm up all night. I'm not just thinking about how great this podcast is going to be, but also what was on my mind is about this marketplace that we launched. And I've got to tell everybody at the marketplace, and I couldn't sleep last night. And if I don't get it off my chest, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. So let me get it off my chest. Let me tell everybody, if you haven't already gone to the marketplace, go to thebrandedmarketplace.com. Check it out, Jimmy. We are connecting the greatest technology companies in the hospitality space with all the operators that need the technology. They have to embrace these solutions that will help them operate their stores more efficiently make more money, increase sales, reduce costs, all the things that technology is doing in our business right now, Jimmy. So I implore you, Jimmy Frischling, to go check out the marketplace. That sounds amazing. Is that expensive to sign up for? Is that, oh, is Jimmy, that Jimmy, it doesn't cost anything to be on the marketplace. What? What? Anything, what? what? And it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't cost anything to use the marketplace. It doesn't cost anything for a tech company to be on the marketplace. So if you're a technology company, you want to be on the marketplace, go – Email us at marketplace at brandestrategic.com and you will get on there immediately. We'll onboard you. And uh, I just want everyone to go check it out. So, Jimmy, can you can you help me with this? Yep. I'll just say, everyone, do as what, do as what Shatsy said. And Shatsy, lay off the uh, – uh, go decaf next time now tonight when you're having your final cup of coffee. Decaf cappuccino, my friend. It'll help you sleep. Okay. We are very excited for today's episode. Our guest is Carissa DeSantis, Chief Information Officer at Dickie's Barbecue and a very good friend of all team branded. Um I also like to say that sometimes, or actually, it's usually easier for us to brag and boast about people than they than people bragging or boasting about themselves. So let's, let's just make clear that uh, and make sure our, our listeners know, Carissa has consistently been lauded as one of the top 50 innovators in the restaurant industry and top 50 women in technology. Uh, if you want to know what, and what we list, get this guest on our podcast. Unbelievable. She must have lost a bet. Uh, I got to tell you, Shatz, if someone wanted to know what list we're on, top 50, I don't even want to think about what list that might be on. But listen, Carissa, we are thrilled to have you. Uh, top 50, drink the most McAllen and Johnny Black. Ooh, good list. I'm proud of that one. Okay, Carissa, <laughs> we are excited to have the podcast. We appreciate uh, you joining us. Why don't we let you uh, take the lead? Give us a quick introduction about yourself and, of course, Dickie's Restaurants. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Um, super excited. Happy to be on this episode. Um, big fan. And obviously, you know, we've known each other for a while. So uh, as you introduced, I'm with Dickie's Barbecue. Um, I'm the chief information officer and head up everything tech. Uh, we do a lot of proprietary technology. And so there's a lot of things going on in the world uh, that I live in outside of just barbecue. Uh, but I do work for the largest barbecue brand in the world, yep, globally, 
Uh, we are actually celebrating our 80th anniversary this year. The end of October will be our 80th anniversary. If you're going to be in the Dallas area, we're having a great big uh, party at the Rustic here in Dallas. So if you're around, definitely join. Um, but we've been serving legit Texas barbecue. That's, that's, we got we to get down there for that. We got to go to that. We got to get down to Dallas. That's a, that sounds like a party. Yeah. I will send you the invite for sure. I love it. Well, listen, mm-hmm. it's incredible. 80 years, biggest barbecue restaurant company in the world. That's big. That's breaking news because I never knew that. So I'm going to say that's breaking news, Jimmy. But before we get really deep into it, let's just talk a little bit about you and how you got started, how you got to where you are. I know that we've known each other for a, for a while now. And I think I know we've got some stuff in common because I know that Jillian, my wife, was a um, I worked together at, at one of our restaurants. And I think I think you mentioned that maybe your um, your uh, other is uh, was I think you met also uh, at, at one of the restaurants. I think you started as a bartender. Maybe I forget, but I think it was bartender TGIs. So you've got a long history in restaurants like I do. So can you give us a little background about how you got to Dickie's? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was actually a hostess my senior year in high school. I started with TGI Fridays. So not to make myself sound really old, but I feel like that makes me sound really old. <laughs> well, you don't look old. So yeah, so I grew up in the operations side of the business. Um, you know, as you mentioned, bartender, hostess, all the hourly roles, all the management roles, area directors, things like that, and um, made my way into the corporate world um, after my you know 16 plus years on the operations side and in corporate, uh, just some things changed around pretty quickly and I went from operations into technology and it was like a super amazing fit and I was able to do so many cool things. Um, We were doing some stuff with AI and the the, um, Finnegan, the bartender, the digital bartender there. Um, And so really just got interested in tech and was able to kind of grow on that side of the business. Um, And then uh, at FS or Mertech, excuse me, um, a couple of years ago, I met Laura Ray Dickey and, um, kind of hit it off from there and talked about all the great things that they were doing at Dickies and they were a very technology forward company and um, just kind of found my home with the family here as the next place to kind of take on some new adventures and do some really cool tech stuff. That is awesome. And by the way, perfect, perfect segue into, uh, we were just, we just came back from FS Tech in Dallas. Uh, had, had It was great to see you and catch up because I tell you, the last time we saw you, the last time was actually in Vegas at, I think it was Murtech. And it was like right before this, this crazy pandemic was kind of, people were talking about this pandemic. And I remember seeing you at a bar at the Paris. I don't know exactly where we were. And we're like, I don't know. You hear about this thing? Eh, I don't know much about it. I'm sure it's crazy. Nothing going on there. And we got back to New York. I'm sure. And that was it. And it was all shut down. So I think it was great. A, seeing you in FS Tech. And you ended up meeting uh, Mrs. Dickey, may I say Mrs. Dickey? Yeah. At one of the trade shows. So I think it's incredible that uh, the Murtech and FS Tech, it's got a really, uh, it, it's just been incredible. We love the trade shows. It was great seeing you. And you ended up uh, meeting Mrs. Dickey at, at, uh, a few years back and ended up getting into Dickey's this way. So I think the, the note here is um, go to the trade shows, check it out, because you never know what could happen, man. Get to meet me, get to meet Mrs. Dickey, and it's all good stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. I do think showing up matters. I, I think 80% of life is showing up, and that's what we're trying to do. Get, show up. There you go, kids. Make sure you show up. Hey, so let me ask you, FS Tech, we just got back. What was anything you saw there that was crazy? Crazy, unbelievable? Did you get anything out of it? 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you always get something out of it. Sometimes, you know, it's stuff to validate what you're already working on is the direction that the industry is going and other things are, you know, up and coming, you know, different things to, to try out. Um, I'm fortunate enough that, you know, we're here in Dallas. And so I was able to bring, you know, a third of my team with me and really just kind of getting them out there uh, to experience that trade show environment and kind of make connections and see the different, you know, projects and things like that. You know, some of my big takeaways, um, there was the, one of the general sessions where they were talking about, um, digital and data. Wait a minute, that was when you meant. You mean when Jimmy spoke? <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> no, she meant she meant the good session. She meant the good one. Then oh, Jimmy was Jimmy knocked it out of the park over there. <laughs> yes, he did absolutely. Where they were discussing data and just the the vendors that are out there and the partners where they they have to hold that data and they you know won't let you access it as an operator and you know better the experience for you know the guests the employees the operators the whole thing and so really just having that candid conversation where you know we should share it all for the right reasons and not monetize data in certain ways so that was kind of one of my big takeaways because I very much uh, you know believe in that and it kind of you know, lends into the the strategy that that we have here at Dickies on all the stuff that we're doing. Um, and the other big thing that I noticed was your traditional hardware type vendors were not very prevalent at this show. It was all cloud based or up and coming startups that were doing unique things, and it didn't require hardware. Everything was, you know, software. When you talk about the up and coming, were you talking about? Brandit's Innovation Alley at FS Tech, <laughs> where we had some of the greatest companies curated. Well, plug shuts. I think you were. Yeah, I think you were. had uh, <laughs> some super sweet stuff. I think it's exactly what she was talking about. And if she wasn't, she actually just made it about that. Uh, listen, uh, thank you for that, Carissa. It's great. We love um, sharing uh, breaking news on the podcast. And while we may not be the first ones to talk about it, uh, I, I do know we're allowed to share that you're taking one of your amazing virtual brands, Wing Boss, Wing Like a Boss, Wing Boss, from virtual to brick and mortar. So it's usually the other way around, um, but this one is going from virtual concept to brick and mortar. What can you tell us, uh, not just about building a virtual brand, but what has led you down the path to open now a storefront for Wing Boss? Yeah, absolutely. So I know that, you know, the pandemic obviously impacted all of us in the industry and we were all, you know, depending on the varying states and locales that we were at and the status of shutdown, you know, really relying on the digital forefronts. And so virtual brands just kind of, you know, came out of that. And so towards the end of last year, we started looking at doing that we have the wing boss and then we have a burger concept as well and as we you know kind of deployed those out into our locations to you know help buffer the revenue that they lost due to dine-in sales not being there and really just um you know holding those businesses you know afloat and able to make it through you know the toughest time our industry probably has ever seen um in it and on top of that we had so much interest on all the things that we were doing and wing boss was clearly like, you know, increasing in sales and popularity and, you know, our current franchise base was interested in it. And we were getting a lot of, um, you know, interest from the outside as well. We said, we're going to take this to a brick and mortar. You know, we're going to, it's been successful virtually. We're getting a lot of great, you know, feedback and, and revenue there. Let's put it in a store and see how it does on its own. And then maybe do Dickies virtually out of that, um, you know, down the road. And so we actually just, Last week opened our first location here in Dallas. Um, so we are open and 
uh, serving it's um, the the virtual food, but we're also doing a full bar as well. So I love it. Check it out when y'all are here. That is awesome. And speaking of opening up new stores and Wing Boss sounds incredible. I can't wait to go check it out. You guys are operating in 44 states. You're the biggest barbecue restaurant group in the world. And now you're expanding internationally. So, I mean, we talked, you've got Japan, you've got Dubai, you're talking about Brazil. I mean, let's talk a little about that. Why did you start expanding? And tell us a little bit how that's been going, if you can, because I got to tell you, I mean, Jimmy and I spent a little time in Dubai. It was awesome. Are they loving barbecue over there? They're 100% loving barbecue over there. Um, And they were actually our first international, you know, debut as a a franchisee and partner there. Um, They are now up to three locations um, and a food truck. They've got a a raceway there that the food truck goes out to when they have big race days. And, um, you know, that kind of kicked off. There's nothing like barbecue and racing. Am I right? I mean, that's, that's, I mean, for a Dallas girl, you know that, right? That's right. You can't beat that. (laughs) Barbecue and NASCAR, man. (laughs) 100%. So that did really well. And then we just, you know, obviously due to the press from that started to get a lot of inquiries, you know, from other countries, you know, as you mentioned, uh, Japan, we just opened our second location uh, yesterday, Sao Paulo, Brazil, we opened. Um, and then we've got upcoming Cairo, New Zealand, Canada, and locations in Africa as well. So it is not slowing down. Now, are you getting to travel to all these places? Because that's what I want to know. Uh, I have not yet traveled to them, uh, but it is on the, the plan for sure. Yeah, we got to get you over there because I know to make those restaurants truly successful, you got to be there. And, and Chris, we will carry your bags. We will we will tag along. We will carry your bags. And you, and you rack up those miles, yeah. man. You get those miles. <laughs> Don't get me started on miles, Shatsy. Mr. I sweep all miles, Shatsburg. Okay. Uh, <laughs> listen, we consider ourselves early adopters of hospitality tech. I mean, that is our thing. And yet, you may actually top us uh, in terms of your early tech foresight. Um what was the part of the original tech stack that you pioneered at Dickies? And what does your tech stack look like today? So we started out with reporting and analytics, right? Just that kind of big data lake and collecting all the data on our, you know, transactions and customers and, you know, all things, you know, operations. Um, and so Smokestack is our custom data platform. And that's kind of where we started it out gosh, almost a decade ago now. Um, and since then, we've grown into, you know, we have a pretty large proprietary tech stack. We've got Smokestack, our reporting and analytics. We've got online ordering that we built. Uh, we have a point of sale that we have in all of our locations now. Three restaurant e-commerce sites, so the two virtual brands and Dickies.com. We've got two additional e-commerce sites. Um, and then on top of that, our mobile app and loyalty is all custom built as well. So we have a, a very large tech stack that we built, maintain, and continue to enhance and grow. Incredible. Let you, you just mentioned loyalty. Let's jump into loyalty. I remember uh, my first experience with loyalty in our restaurants. It was very high tech. It was a business card um, with uh, 10 little dots on it. And uh, the manager and staff had hole punchers. And to prevent uh, people from punching holes, I think we bought a special hole puncher, and I think it was like a heart or a moon or something. <laughs> the little so star. people that was hard to find. You couldn't just find a moon hole puncher staple. Like so better, that was our than, security. Better than encryption. That's like that's really yeah. That was <laughs> so it was really high tech. You get a punch. 
of like a heart every time he ate there and nobody could find another heart hole puncher. So that was really, so that was, I mean, and it, but, but all seriousness, that was how I remember, you know, loyalty starting. You guys launched a very robust loyalty program. Uh, you're seeing uh, a huge increase in sales since you've launched it. If I have my numbers, like, like a 400% increase in sales since you launched your loyalty app in 19, and you've gone from 10,000 in sales to over 4 million in sales, all powering by your loyalty. Can you tell us about that? Was that your idea? Was that Jimmy's idea? Where did you, I mean, talk about this. You can't tell. It was totally Jimmy's idea. It was. I know. I knew Between it was that. Jimmy's idea. <laughs> yeah, no, we've been so fortunate, um, you know, as kind of moving through the world of technology and, and, you know, everybody's got their smartphones and mobile apps are just part of, you know, how things are now. And so that's really where we started our loyalty program. You can refer friends and kind of interact with the program to get additional points in addition to, you know, spending in the stores. Catering is a big piece that we use loyalty to kind of drive sales there and just have seen amazing results. And because of the results that we saw in the app, we launched loyalty on our uh, .com platform last April as well. And now um, we're actually going to expand it into a you know restaurant, all the brands of Dickies and have um, similar to some of the other bigger concepts out there with multi brands where you can, you know, go to a Wayne Boss and get points that you can spend at a Dickies. And so to encourage that interbrand loyalty as well. I, I love it. And I got to tell you, as a fellow operator, I mean, I understand the operation of the restaurant. I know there's there's a lot of pain points. It's not easy putting out fires every day. There's always a problem, always something going on, um, not just during the pandemic, but I mean, just in general. I mean, just there's always problems. You're always putting out fires with everything you got your hands in. I mean, you are really you're opening up all over the world, Africa, Japan, you're in South America, you're in Dubai, and you're gonna be traveling all over and you're gonna be getting points and it's gonna be unbelievable. Loyalty, smokestacks. What's keeping you up at night? Or are you sleeping like a baby? Because Jimmy, Jimmy basically goes to bed at like 12 and he's up at four. Oh, wow. Yeah, definitely couldn't do that on four hours of sleep. Um, But as you mentioned earlier, my husband is in operations. And you know, that's how we met originally. So he's the one that keeps me up at night, because I may go to sleep at a decent time. But then he walks in at 2am and wakes me up. (laughs) Oh, man, he's not a snorer, is he? (laughs) Depends, depends. Okay. (laughs) Um, But you know, that aside, you know, really, there's so many different things, you know, technology wise for the restaurants, as you know, that can be such a benefit and help and aid. But then there's, you know, the other end of the spectrum where people are misusing technology to make our lives, you know, harder in operations. And one of the things that we saw just kind of go rampant during the last year was the scams where people would use technology and you know social sites and LinkedIn and Facebook and gain all of this knowledge about people in our locations and then call and try to scam and say, you know, we're part of the FBI task force and we want to, you know, investigate your general manager or I'm from the corporate office. I need you to go out and get gift cards and give me those numbers. Like the the oldest scam in the book, but so smart now where they're using technology to learn all that personal information about the you know people out there and so that was one of the the biggest things that we struggled with and so that security piece kind of kept me up at night yeah i you know what funny i remember the restaurants in new york the big big scam going on that we had years ago was guys would come in early in the morning and they would you know when they were really the only people they were kind of like the guys cleaning and stuff like that or maybe the prep guys and they would say they were from uh from con edison 
and they, which is our, our, our utility company here in New York City, and they had to check something. And of course, you know, the dishwashers or the porters, they, they were like, okay, you know, your Con Edison could be a gas leak. And they would just like steal stuff from the restaurant. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of scams out there. FBI one, that sounds crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, Shats, you, you and you got to stop giving out the last four digits of your social. I mean, that, that would probably that would probably limit your the issues you're having with identity theft. But 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 I digress. Carissa, what's next in the pipeline uh, for for Dickies? Um, can we expect more virtual brands, uh, more proprietary tech, which I just think is awesome? What you guys are doing, and I know you've mentioned expanding your portfolio of restaurants. So what what's what's in the pipeline that you see coming uh, coming from Dickies? All of the things, 100% Boom. for sure. Hear that mic so, drop, Shat, you hear yeah. that? Boom, mic drop. <laughs> Love it. So 2022, we will have two additional virtual brands um, joining the family um, that we might eventually take brick and mortar as well. Uh, we have an online restaurant supply site that you can go to and purchase you know, anything from a refrigerator, kegerator to smallwares for your restaurants. And then we um, just launched a barbecue at home site, so direct to consumer products that you can order and all of the things so we are not short of busy at all wait what's in the, what's in the barbecue at home site because i got to order that for jimmy for tomorrow what, <laughs> what are you getting that barbecue at home package so anything you want you can do a custom sausage box you can do a tailgate pack for Check. um <laughs> for all the meat Check. so you can order it have it delivered wait a minute wait a minute what whoa whoa jimmy jimmy i gotta tell you we got something coming here. We got something right here. Jimmy, I got a barbecue at home box. Look at that. In the office right now. Oh, I didn't even know this was coming on here. Jimmy, you haven't eaten in two days. Let me tell you, my friend, you are going to be eating like a king. I'm coming. I'm coming. Holy cow. Look at what's going on here. I got chicken drums. I got ribeye steak. I got sauce. I've never seen him so excited. Look at this. Original sauces. You got to see what's going on here, Jimmy. You're not gonna. You're gonna be. Oh my goodness, Carissa! This is some crazy <laughs> surprise, Jimmy. Oh, wait. I think we got ta Dickie's tailgate meal delivery box okay. right in my office. That is. I got my kidding. That is awesome. And Chad, you are so genuinely excited. I think your kids are gonna come over <laughs> now and enjoy lunch with us. You gotta see this stuff. Look at this, Jimmy. Look at this. I got a whole rack of ribs here. Uh, 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 dibs. Dibs, dibs on the ribs. And I got to tell you, by the way, I got to tell you, Carissa, this stuff, it's very cold. So it, the packaging works beautiful. Thank you for that. That is one heck of a yeah. surprise. And I don't know if you knew that Jimmy's been fasting for two days. But I this, did a not. Ready, this is a great breakout. Great surprise. By the way, Shat, that's a first. We've never had. No. Yeah. We've never had a box. We've never had anything. Guests have never given us anything <laughs> except except maybe advice on how to get better what we do. So you can't get better. I'm asking you what's in the barbecue <laughs> at home package for Jimmy. And right in my office, I got barbecue at home by Dickie's. Great box, great packaging, great everything. I got to tell you, anyone out there listening, and what? let me ask you, what's the Dickie's tailgate meat delivery box? For so that's what season? you have. That's, that's what, what I got? Sitting there. Mm -hmm. That's what you got. So is this for vegetarians? <laughs> Only of the meat connoisseur type. Yeah. I would say vegetarians don't order this box. Yeah, I mean, yeah. big chunks of sausage here like this, Jimmy. This is great. Thank you so much. This is great, yeah. Jimmy. Let's go right to the talking back section now because I, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I gotta just, I'm overwhelmed right now. 
Kirsty, you've got it. You've got Shatsy speak. He's both <laughs> excited and speechless at the same time. This was this was a unique moment. Oh my God, ribeye steaks in the box. This is good. All right, listen. We uh we started the podcast because we like bringing on guests and friends, asking questions, and and hopefully getting insights from them. But we learned along the way that sometimes our guests have questions for us. So we created a section called Talking Back. Uh, so Carissa, it's time for you uh, to take the mic, take the helm. Uh, you can ask us anything you want. Nothing's off the question. The microphone's yours, Carissa. Sweet. So, I mean, I, between the two of you, I don't think anybody could ever imagine y'all doing anything other than what it is that you do on a daily basis. So I'm curious, if you didn't do what you're doing now, what what career path would you be on? What would you be doing? Ooh, good one. Shatsy, do you want to jump in there? No, I'm still too overwhelmed about my meat delivery. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, okay. I'm looking at I, the materials. I, I'm going to answer, I'll, I'm gonna answer uh, this way. Um, I actually had um, a lot of jobs. I think almost every job in front of the kitchen in the restaurant and, and, and bar business. And I loved it. And then my favorite job actually was the bartender. And, and Shatsy was a bartender and I loved bartending. And then along the way, I, I didn't see for myself a career path that I, I could, you know, that I was excited by. And I ended up going to graduate school and I, I had a 30 year Wall Street career. Um, and then and, and that's why I'm the finance guy. And my side hustle was investing in, uh, in Shatsy and our other partners and investing in restaurants and hopefully giving some advice and enjoying some, wasn't free food and beverage, because I kind of paid up front, um, but my side hustle became hospitality, and my and my day job um, was uh, was Wall Street and uh, working on alternative uh, asset classes and emerging markets. What we've done now is I've been able to merge the two. So I know your question was, what would I be doing if I wasn't doing this? And I guess I took a thirty year break from this, and I've returned with a vengeance. So please don't kick me out. I'm I'm really enjoying myself, and I I get to do both my my work as a financial person and investor, and I get to spend time uh, with Shatsy and the other restaurant partners and wonderful people like yourself. So if I couldn't be in this industry, I guess I'd go back to Wall Street, which was a great, great place for me, but I'm really enjoying what I'm doing right now. I love it, Jimbo. And I got to tell you, I am loving what I'm doing in the restaurants. I'm loving what we're doing at Brand Strategic. And I got to tell you, I've always loved the idea of, uh, I, I don't want to say acting, but being in that kind of world. And this podcast that we're doing is giving me the uh, the opportunity. And I'm loving the podcast because like six or seven people actually listen to it. Granted, uh, five, 50, 000, five of them 50, work 000. for us. Uh, <laughs> and, and so I got to tell you, I'm loving these podcasts. It's a lot of fun. And I feel like um, um, I'm like, using my creative uh, acting skills that I don't have to, you know, do something like this. So I'm, lo I'm loving this. So I, I hope we can do more podcasting. I hope I can run with this for a while because this is a lot of fun. So Shazzy's going to leave the hospitality business and launch his own series of podcasts, Talking Back with Shazzy. <laughs> or I was also thinking of a, of a TV show, Jimmy. I was thinking about uh, ah. a sitcom, something like, you know, like we get a whole bunch of friends together, you know, like a whole bunch of friends and we sit in the apartment, we talk, we go to the coffee place and we talk and just something about like that, you know, like a couple guys, a couple girls, you know what I mean? How about a whole bunch of friends, but we have an entire show about nothing? How about we just take those concepts? Yes. A lot of friends. Yes. A lot of friends in a nothing. coffee shop okay. about nothing. That would be my idea. Okay, we're going to move on to our crystal ball moment. But but I am going to say I almost feel bad for the next guest that comes on because Shatsy's going to be looking for the knock on the door and, and wait for some <laughs> box to show up. Be like, what? There's no presents. There's no tailgate box. Okay, our crystal ball moment. A chance for all of our guests to put on their Crescent or Miss Cleo hat and predict the future. Carissa, how do you see restaurants and dining two years from now in relation to hospitality and technology? So I think that 
you know, fine dining, sit down dining, it's going to be a, a lot of the same. Um, but on the quick service and the, in the world that I'm currently in, there's going to be, I think, less human interaction. And you can see that in some of the concepts out there that are already kind of doing like kiosk only no actually ordering from a person type thing um, just because digital has become so prevalent but one of the things that I've seen in my role over the last several years and I think is only going to continue to move that direction is this new generation you know millennials zillennials whatever you want to call these up-and-coming kids like Big brother isn't creepy anymore. Knowing everything about everything that they do, where they've been, where they're going, what they like to eat, what they like to drink, and being able to market the one-to-one versus the, you know, the one deal that goes out to everybody. Like it's not creepy, it's expected. And they're gonna want to continue to want that. And mm-hmm. so really leveraging the technology and the, you know, artificial intelligence and learnings that we can, you know, in our industry to be able to provide that expected you know, behavior for that group and generation moving forward, I think is, that's my prediction. Put it down in the book. Yeah, I agree. And we're going to come back in two years, but I I know you're right because we've seen if restaurants and and a lot of people always say that restaurants uh, and hotels are, uh, should I say, restaurants are always uh, a little bit behind or hospitality is 10 years behind uh, retail and maybe hotels and certainly on retail. I mean, they've already, you know, you see that you're going to get an ad or a message specifically about something that's, you know, for you. And and then you can just buy it like that, you know? And I think that in restaurants, like you just said, usually it's just like a, a massive promotion going out and it's right for some, but it's not right forever. And that's just a, it's just a lot of noise. So I agree with you a hundred percent. And I, and I think that, and I think, it, I, and I do, I, my kids love it. They love that personalization from from the brands they love and uh and i and i think that's really cool and it's not wasting a lot of time and and if you don't like it turn it off that's right you know but uh, i think if you're a vegetarian they start sending you ads for sausage and steaks you know who needs that yeah. you know but uh yeah i agree let's go right into the uh, we're going to check back with uh with carissa in uh and i'll get another box of 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 the dickies <laughs> so that's why we're going to invite you back because i'm getting another barbecue at home package uh and this will be um because this that'll be for jimmy this one's for me so we'll give jimmy one um but let's go to the branded quick fire this is really i don't know carissa if you've heard of this segment but it's the most popular segment not just in on our podcast but i think across all podcasts all over the world people are now talking about that's what howard stern said i heard howard stern say this yeah. is the most awesome segment on any podcast he's ever heard yeah a lot of people are really excited about it. i think a lot of listeners only tune in just to hear the quick fire so i'm going to ask you five lightning round questions okay don't think too hard just whatever comes into your mind you throw it out are you ready i'm ready ketchup or mustard mustard where are you getting dinner from tonight my husband is cooking it for me Ooh, what is your favorite food city in the world? Opatia. I don't even know where that is or what that is. <laughs> is that a dish or is that a place? It's a place. It's in Croatia. Aha. Boom. All right. All right. I love it. I love it. I was there last week. I, was I love there. it. <laughs> when travel resumes to complete normalcy, though, it is getting a lot better. I hear the people from the EU are allowed to come here now. Where's the first place you're going to go? I have already done it. Um, we actually traveled over to Croatia um, and different parts of the area there in Europe uh, about a month ago. Uh, our development team is there. And so we went out for kind of our 
annual team building and, and time spent there. So traveled a little bit and it, they were so excited to have Americans back. I think that was one of the things that jumped out to me, but That's awesome. I'm, I'm already there. I'm ahead of the curve. Jimmy's going to yell at me because it's quick fire, but I must say Game of Thrones, I think is filmed over there. was filmed over there, right? Yeah. And um, Below Deck is there this season too. <laughs> oh, we, I think we talked about that. Below Deck. Carissa is a big Below Deck fan. You know, I'm a, I'm a bachelor, bachelorette guy and bachelor and BIP, you know, the big bit. But anyway, if you were to challenge Jimmy or I to a game of horseshoes, who would you have better odds of beating? Oh, so this is hands down. I would beat both of you. I have horses, and so <laughs> horseshoes are just, you know, there's no competition. <laughs> Jimmy, we've never had that before. We've never had someone say they'll kick both our you-know-whats. Yeah, but I got to tell you, I'm not going to challenge. I think she's right. Well, I mean, anyway, <laughs> she's got it. She's from Dallas and has horses, Jimmy. I mean, that's like basketball for the in Dallas horseshoes is like basketball or football. It's like it's like their game, you know. <laughs> well, there you have it. And who knows if we get if we get ourselves out to the uh, the the Dickies 80th celebration party, maybe we can step out and do a little horseshoe tossing and at least see who comes in second place between you and me, Shatsy. We'll figure that out. If if Chris is getting the gold, I am so hungry right now. Honestly, my. I, I am looking at pictures of this barbecue at home by Dickie's with chicken, beef, pork, crap. I mean, you got mac and cheese, scallop okay. potatoes. All right, All right. Jimmy, I, 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 you, you take over. I'm going to pass out. I'm like He's freaking in a food coma. He's so happy. Chris, we want to thank you so much for joining us uh, today on the podcast and for all your great insights. Uh, we appreciate your hard work supporting the hospitality industry, uh, not just during this time, but always. And you're a real leader in the space. Um, if you want to get in touch with Chris directly, you can me- email us. That's uh, podcast at brandedstrategic.com podcast at brandedstrategic.com and we'd be happy to make the connection uh, for you. Uh, To our listeners, uh, we want to thank you so much uh, for tuning in with us. We know there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there and the fact you choose to be part of our podcast is something we appreciate. Um, Jimmy, you want to mention, you you, you don't want to forget about the special offer that Carissa has has granted all our listeners today. (laughs) Oh, You don't want to forget about that. Well, I have your credit card number, Shatsy. Why don't you tell our listeners what Carissa uh, is, has been Really, and not just Carissa, but I think it's the entire Dickey family. The Dickey family is giving the first 100 callers or email barbecue at home by Dickey's. You just drop a line to a podcast at Brand Strategic with your home address, and we are sending you from Carissa barbecue at home by Dickey's. 100 of these are going out. We are super excited about that. Barbecue at home. Yes. So, courtesy of Carissa and the Dickies family. So yes. that was really very Cur- Courtesy Carissa, courtesy Dickies, and we'll put it on Shazzy's credit card. <laughs> uh, listen, um, please join us next time as we welcome our friend Atul Sud from Kitchen United. That'll be a great one. Ghost kitchens, virtual restaurants, it is still among oh, the biggest a hot topic. The hot topic, and we're thrilled to have Atul Sud uh, joining us. You know, I really thought we are basically, Shat, you were going to tell Carissa she's invited every week now because of thinking, thinking <laughs> that lightning will strike twice. But let's, let's have Atul. Well, I think next. we can only pick guests that we think can bring us something. Like, what's Atul going to give us? A kitchen? I don't need a insights. kitchen. Insights. Wisdom. I don't want insights. I want food. I want hats. Right. I want swag. All right. We'll talk about it. You get a little greedy. Get a little greedy. It's not about us. It's not about us. It's about our guests and it's about our listeners. And finally, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast. You don't miss out on any of the exciting guests we have coming up as we move forward with season five. Uh, and better yet, you invite a friend to hang out with us the next time. So until then, this is Jimmy Frischling, your finance guy, signing off. A big thank you to Carissa and I'm passing it back to my boy Shatsy. And thank Thank you, everybody. This is Shad.
Shatsy, a.k.a. the restaurant guy, signing off, hospitality hangout. Thank you, Carissa. This was awesome. Thank you for the food. Thank you, all our listeners. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, everyone. Thank you. <laughs>